On this episode of Dweeb Dive, we're finishing up our Call of Duty series by going over the multiplayer, but also a little news about Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and a little bit of a remaster there. So without further ado, it's been a long time, but we'll go ahead and batten down those hatches and... Dive! Dive! Bravo 6, going dark. What's going on, everyone? It is Austin, joined, as always, by my co-host, Connor. Connor, how are we doing amongst... The COVID pandemic crisis. Da, da, da. Da, da, da. Honestly, what should have been the golden age for us podcasting um, uh, hasn't really been. And uh, I'm partly to blame for that. Um, I had some personal issues going on, but I'm happy to be back in the saddle with you. Um, a great time for nerds. Honestly, uh, not a good time for the world or the economy or people's general well-being, but a great time to be a nerd. Uh, if you had anything to catch up on, I'm sure you've caught up, caught up on it now. Um, I personally, dude, I've smashed my movie list of like, you know, that movie list you have in your head or maybe on like a note somewhere on your phone of like, oh man, these are movies I really got to watch. I've watched literally all of them. I've played all the games that I've really wanted to play and I wouldn't you know it? I'm reading books now, uh, which Whoa. is, I know. And that's not to say I, I could read. <laughs> what do you mean? Wish you could read. What does that mean? What do you mean? What does it mean? Can you, okay. You're like the biggest reader. I know <laughs> that doesn't make Sorry, any I sense. Trying to, I was trying to just play. I just trying to be funny and, and, and have a joke, but, uh, cool. Thanks for oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. Okay. Uh, say it, dude, say, uh, say it again. No, dude, it's ruined. It's gone forever. It's literally, it's just gone forever. Okay. Well, we're back in the uh, back in the saddle with our podcast. Things are as smooth as ever here at Dweeb Dive. <laughs> Haven't lost a step <laughs> at all. How has your COVID uh, experience been? What's going on with you? Uh, oh, um, my COVID experience. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> uh, it's been it's been fine. Honestly, it's funny you say. Uh, for nerds, it's the perfect time for them. It, it literally it is. I'm in nursing school, so a hell of a time to be in online school because obviously not canceled. And right. the good news is the clinicals that I have starting in August are still on track. So as long as COVID's over by then, that I can go in and, and do that, that'd be great. So looking forward with that. But uh, on the flip side, on the nerdy side, boy, it's it's just nerd heaven. And I have some friends that are less nerdy, and we have a little group chat, and they are always texting Hey, how are you guys doing? Oh, I'm so bored. I'm going crazy. And I don't ever respond because I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm thriving, dude. I'm literally, I am thriving and it feels good. I know, it's so weird. I have so much to do. I feel like I don't have enough time to do everything that I want to do nerd-wise, which just encompasses switching back and forth between Xbox and computer games Yep. when I'm not like yep. studying for copious amounts of hours. So. <sighs> Literally, I'm just like, oh, I just wish I had more time because I I, <laughs> I have to hang out with my wife oh, and and I got to study and oh. I got to eat food and I have to shower. I have to take care of myself. It's so dumb. I wish I just dedicate all my time. But seriously, it's <laughs> like I, I'm literally I'm thriving. Like I have so much to do. I'm like, yeah, it's really not that bad. 
It I, isn't. Uh... And it feels weird to say, given that what, COVID's serious. I think we all know that by now. It's a serious thing. I think we reached how many deaths in America now? Do you remember um, where we were? I, I do not know. It uh, it changes, obviously, as more tests come out yeah. um, and, and all that jazz. But, yeah, I mean, the number will keep going up until it stops. As abstract as that sounds, it's the uh, the actuality of it. And with the yeah. antibody test or whatever that's, uh, that's coming out, everyone's going to find out if they've had it or not. And then the world will probably just pick up as best it can where it left off. Yeah. And... Those that don't have the antibodies, I'm sure they'll either be a vaccine of some kind or something. I know Bill Gates is funding seven different manufacturing sites with the top seven, uh, I think it's like science companies working on a vaccine. And it's going to cost billions of dollars because only like the top two will move on and do uh, clinical trials and, you know, eventually be put into the into market, so to speak, yeah. for use. So you're just wasting money on high-tech equipment for five other companies that won't win. But that's the kind of seriousness that uh, that this is at. And yeah. someone willing to donate billions of dollars for these research facilities to be built and funded, knowing full well that you're losing money on this deal, uh, it speaks volumes, I guess. And, of course, I, there's going to be people out there like, oh, well, they're rich. They should be doing this anyway. Well, like, yeah, I get that. And without diving too much into it, I mean, it's not that you're yeah. wrong, they're wrong, but you don't get that rich by doing these kinds of things. So rich people know how to use their money for the most part, at least most of them. And they're rich because they're pretty yeah. smart with investing and frugal with spending in certain areas. So Bill Gates rich people is like know how huge, to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a huge deal. The fact that billions are going to be basically wasted. It is. Um, it's nice to see. That's nice to see. But. Far from the doom and gloom of COVID-19 and today's world slash the brilliance of being a nerd in this time because you just love it. Um, I can't even imagine for, for those not working that or quote unquote working from home, you just you just got the game set up and you're on a conference call. And I think we talked yeah. about this last time. You're just blasting noobs and, and closing deals. <laughs> Richard said, where's uh, those reports? <laughs> Get fragged, loser. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got it right here. I mean, that's the reality, though. And I think people, uh, to some extent, are just accepting that. I, I think they have to. A, their employees yeah. are cooped up. B, it's it's right there. It's right there. How could you not expect your employees to, like, not be trying to beat every mission on Legendary and Halo in under two minutes? Like, <laughs> like that's just that's just the reality of our... Society right now, you know, like I think it's yeah. fine, and I think it's I think it's going to continue to be fine. Honestly, I'm just a little curious to see if there's any ever uh, studies done about productivity of companies that were still able to work during this time and all employees at home, like the ability for remote working. They yeah. just make you go into an office because they don't trust you. Like I'm gonna laugh really hard if the productivity levels are way higher because obviously when people are home they feel like they have to i mean you talked about this i did yeah working from home you're like oh shit i gotta do so much more and you know you're working at weird hours but mm -hmm. at the same time you also have time to when you want to take a break you don't have to go to the shitter for an hour you can just be like all right i'm gonna jump into a couple games here real fast and you're like okay i gotta go do something else so I, right. i'm just curious man i'm just curious if this is 
the event that breaks down the door of working from home as a actuality and an office space and the overhead that that comes with becomes maybe obsolete in, in some places. Uh, some places, obviously, manufacturing and in the works, you have to go there to do that. But uh, there's certainly a lot of jobs that you can do remotely from home and uh, and still do uh, well, excuse me, well, if not better than what you're doing in a overhead office. So yeah. I'm just curious. It's an interesting thought there. I think a lot of businesses are going to realize that they're better off majority digital or even fully digital. Um, I don't want to – I mean personally, I, I like the idea of going into work every day. I like that separation <laughs> between my bed and my workstation at work. Like I don't know. Part of me doesn't. I mean, there might be people like that too. So yeah. maybe there's, maybe it'll be like a, you'll have the option of or something. But from an overhead perspective, absolutely. I think there's a lot of businesses they're going to realize. Oh wait, why would we pay for all of this rental space when we can just accomplish the same business tasks from home? It doesn't make any sense. And I, dude, you're right. I think this it would take an event this earth shattering to like affect the business world so deeply. I think it like, this is exactly the kind of thing that would have to happen for um, our attitude about work and about the way we live our lives to change so dramatically, like in within one year or within a couple months, even. So I think this is it. Um, I'm interested to see after all this is done, the statistics, because I'm sure like Netflix and Xbox live, and I'm sure they're all going to put out statistics about like, concurrent players at a time like i'm sure they're going to be ridiculous i'm sure a lot of people dusted off the old xbox uh after it was like sitting in their cabinet for a long time and they're they're leaping back on all these games that they've been missing out on yeah and just as a weak example uh obviously i'm a huge fifa player uh with uh foot um there's the uh, fifa ultimate team and they have like a live transfer market where it Sometimes the numbers get skewed, but you can see how many transact you know live transfers are happening. So oh, when really? it's really late at night, you'll have like six hundred thousand live transfers going on. But when it's like peak hours, you'll have like one point two, one point five million. Um, wow. Those numbers were like eclipsing like two million for Xbox, which is high. Obviously, PlayStation is like way above that. It, it's like well over five, six million, I think, uh, live transfers. So. That just goes – I mean, and it's a worldwide game, but, yeah, I think that's just, like, the ba- most basic of data points is something that technically tracks it in a way just to make it feel cool. But you can – if you pay attention to it, you're like, oh, wow, okay. So this definitely – these guys are definitely seeing an increase in activity, which means they're probably seeing an increase in microtransactions as people have nothing else to do and are mm-hmm. jumping back in. And they're like, fuck, my team sucks, and now I'm going to spend money – on a yeah. shitty company in a shitty game, but here I am talking about that, and I, I don't put money into it, but uh, I definitely spent a lot of time doing it. So anyway, yeah, whatever. Um, Call of Duty, man. Call so Duty. before we get back into Modern Warfare, we'll just touch real fast. At least I will on Modern Warfare Two. I'm sure everyone's seen the news about the remaster there. Um, really exciting especially if you're a campaign player and that is all that is getting remastered it's just a campaign not multiplayer or anything like that i believe modern warfare will be uploading maps from the game Mm -hmm. into modern warfare so you can play but as far as anything else from that 
it will strictly be campaign. So if everyone remembers, that is with Soap, Price, soap. Ghost, um, and uh, and and Gaz before he, you know, Gaz who is we know is Sergeant Garrick. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty exciting. Um, whether or not I would do it, just because my my issue is when I've played games, especially the campaign, I and I love playing campaign games and it's it's a reason why i flirted with buying a playstation 4 same to couple with the xbox which i i probably eventually will when i uh, work full-time again as a nurse have a little more cash flow but my problem is when i play single player games i spend a lot of time doing it i do a lot of stuff especially and even in just the call of duty campaigns so when it's done i have a really hard time replaying it and and it's not just this; it's it's other games too. Um, which it's it's silly. For example, The Witcher Three. I really wanted to get back into it, but I'm like, man, I know I put so much time into it in the expansions. I know exactly what I want my outcomes to be. Like, I'm not adventurous. I I'm very linear in, in my choices. Mm, so okay, I just don't have an interest in replaying because I'm like, oh man, I know I know this already. So, for me, it's not something I would do, but, I mean, again, just the updated graphics in such an iconic game would just, for for those that are, don't mind uh, playing through campaign again, uh, definitely something that will be on, should be on your radar, and something that you should definitely dive into, and uh, relive the better graphic experience of the campaign that is Modern Warfare 2. Uh, Connor, anything that you think about that stuff? So... Uh, interesting, uh, I didn't know that about, uh, your ability to replay games. Um, because I, I, I do struggle with yeah. that as well, but for me, it's, it's only if the game has, if there's something annoying about it, like, I know that certain sections of the game or certain characters are written in such a way that's super annoying. No way. No way can I suffer through that again. But I can actually get over reliving the same stories again. Um, I think for me, because, you know, I'm a dungeon master and I, I'm a writer and, you know, I, I like to explore fiction. If I find a game that's really well written, as The Witcher 3 certainly is, I don't know. I can really eat those games up over and over and over again. I, as I told you, I'm on my fifth playthrough of The Witcher 3 right now. And I just feel like every time I play it, I, I, I notice something new about the same quests I've been playing over and over again. Um from the perspective of narrative structure and kind of cleverness and wit, you know, in, in the details of, of, you know, the spoken words all, that, that all these characters are saying, um, I get a lot from that. But there's definitely games that I can't touch anymore that I'd like to, but I just can't. Uh, so I, I get that. With Modern Warfare 2, a lot of the criticism I saw online was, oh, great, like the one the one campaign that none of us care about. And I was like, really? What? <laughs> Because I, I get kind of what that's being said because the multiplayer was so iconic for Modern Warfare 2 and that was really like the draw of that game and what that game will probably be remembered for for the most part. But I, I'm very hesitant to label that one as like forgettable. If anything, that's really where the series took uh, kind of like defined what the Modern Warfare series would be uh, moving or really what the Call of Duty series would be moving forward for that long chunk of time before this most recent Modern Warfare game came out. For better or for worse, I guess, but... Um, it's a great campaign. Uh, I guess I'm a little surprised, Austin. I'm a little surprised that they remastered it. I guess mainly from the perspective of the game hasn't aged 
ungracefully. It's not like it looked really bad. Uh, the first Modern Warfare didn't even look really bad uh, or anything, but uh, I just, I guess I'm just a little surprised. Maybe it's something they, they were, maybe it's like Tiger King, dude. Maybe they were just <laughs> sitting on it. And they're like, well, oh, boy. <laughs> there's a quarantine. So uh, I guess we'll just let this one rip and see what happens. Might as well. Yeah, it certainly could be. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, Tiger King I started. A... Do you start it? No, I, I'm like, it's one of those things. If people hype something up to me, like tons of people say, oh, this is the best. It's the best. Like, you got to watch it, dude. If a ton of people hype it up a lot, I tend to let that just chill for like up to a year. I'll let that just chill and then I'll watch it on my own terms just because I don't want to. I get really affected by hype. I'm, I just get sucked into hype and I, I don't want to fall victim to overhype, which I do often. So, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, the only thing I will say, Tiger King is not good. It's actually trash, (laughs) but the re the reason it's so you, that the reason you can't stop watching is it is the crazy, literally the craziest thing that you've ever watched. And the fact that these people are real is is just mind-blowing. So it's you're absolutely stunning. Dude, the show in itself, when you look if you're like I want to watch a good reality show, which is a weird sentence to even say to begin with. Yeah. You do not be like, "Oh man, I want to check out Joe Exotic and his craziness in Oklahoma." No, dude, this show is cringeworthy. I continually found myself cringing and covering my face and just like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this is happening. But it's just, it is so ridiculous that you have to watch it all the way through. I I don't know if I've told you or other people, but I will say watching Tiger King, you're like, okay, this crazy shit just happened. This was the most outlandish, ridiculous thing in this episode that just happened. There's no way they're topping this. I can finally stop watching. The next episode, you're like, holy shit. Really? I cannot believe that just happened. What? I can, are you serious? What is this? Okay. okay this so is a it's little... crazy. It was crazy. Now it's crazier. But they certainly cannot topple this craziness right here. There's no way. The next episode. <laughs> Unbelievable. No way dude that is the only reason tiger king is good you heard it here first Whoa. hot take dweeb okay. dive tiger king in itself is freaking trash but because it is so unbelievably the story. crazy you're saying the story in every aspect just everything that happens you're just like i cannot believe this this is just made up but i mean it's not it's the craziest <laughs> thing like you're like dude you're oh my that, that's the right only now. reason that's the only reason it's not even real hype it's just like if anyone tells you it's good, you slap them immediately. This is such a weird take. I've if the anyone first person tells that you said this to me that it's crazy, and because it's crazy, you have to watch it. Yes, are you? I wholeheartedly agree. Okay, let me ask you this, Austin. Are you saying that like the production or the editing or just the general feel of the show, it's not good quality, or are you saying these people are so garbage that it's awful to watch? but you can't look away. It's like a train wreck. You just have to keep watching. 
Like, what are you... The the latter. The latter. So, the production and the creation of this show... I mean, I will... The only thing I will say is, like, the... I think it was, like, the producer of this show was, like, we set off on this journey five years ago, and we cannot believe, one, it took this long, and two, where it took us. And you're like, okay... And, I mean, I feel like the show as a documentary style is is done really well. Okay. It is literally just the people in it that are unbelievable, that you just cannot handle at all. And that's what you mean, mean by cringeworthy. Like, you're, you're, oh, yeah, you're yeah, watching yeah, yeah, these yeah, people yeah. on screen and you're just like, Ugh, like they're the story The story that is told from these people is so trash. You just hate them. You absolutely hate everyone in this show, but they're doing such ridiculous stuff that you cannot stop watching. You have to know what happens next because something ridiculous happens and you're like, I do not want to watch this anymore. And then at the end of the episode, they tease in something crazy. You're like, damn it. What the hell was that? I have to find out what happens. (laughs) I absolutely have to keep watching this. And I dude, I guarantee that's the only reason why people like it. It's not because it's like just like a good, well, you know, good story, okay. well put together. You're like, oh my gosh, I have empathy for this. You're like, oh, so you're not falling I in love with these that characters. These, I cannot. Oh hell no! If you fall in love with any of these characters, you need to be admitted to a psych ward immediately. Damn, dude, there's dude the you, hottest of takes. I can't wait. I, I see now. I want to watch it. I, I'm telling you, just put your expectations of the story and everything that it's about into the gutter and just buckle in, just be like, okay, I'm expecting some crazy ass shit to happen and you will not be disappointed. Okay. That's all I got to say. Jesus. If people are like, dude, the show is so good. You have to watch it. No, it's not good. It's not good, dude. It is so not good. So you're saying there's like a real depravity when you like of the show, like you watch the show and it's like almost like what, like depressing. Because they're they're like garbage humans. Like what? What do you mean? It's, just, it's, it's like it's, it's not. De- it's like not. It's a little depressing. It's but it's more just like you just like I cannot believe that there are people out there like this. <laughs> You're ashamed to breathe the same air as them. Maybe like I just cannot believe it. And wow. like my wife and I watched it, and I ended up kind of wa- finishing it out, and she watched the majority of it, but. Literally, every time we would stop, like, go to bed or, or, or stop watching, she's like, why are we watching this show? It's not good. And I'm like, I, I don't know, but I have to find out what happens because I cannot believe what just happened. I need to know what happens next. How does this resolve? This is the str- this I have is to so say, ridiculous. I have to say, this is the strangest take I've ever heard. It's the strangest recommendation I've ever gotten to watch something. Because you're like, your excitement level and your claim that it's so crazy you have to keep watching it to me that is those are both criteria for it's good but then you're blatantly telling me that it's not good hell of a pitch man hell of a pitch i mean (laughs) i gotta watch it just like i understand how like crazy stories make for really good content and, and shows and i'm trying to think of uh of an example um you know is it crazy in the way that like Woodstock was crazy when you hear like Carlos Santana talk about Woodstock and he's like, oh yeah, like everybody was dropping acid in their eyes and it was, it was, <laughs> is it like that? Or is it like, dude, I, honestly, it probably makes that look like an everyday normal thing. Really? It's just, it's just like, okay. I mean, you know, the premise of the show, yeah. it's 
it's big cats in the United States. Right. Okay. I mean, exotic, that, exotic cats. Yeah. There you go. I mean, <laughs> wild animals. But Joe and, Exotic is the real wild animal. That's what I hear. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. You're not wrong. Okay. Yeah. Well, well just, I'm, I'm dang, telling you, man. dude, it's, it, it, it's, it's crazy, but I, I'm just trying to, th- I, I'll maybe think of it something of, uh, maybe like a, uh, like, maybe like Mass Effect. We're big Mass Effect guys. We are huge. When we first played through some of the, uh, especially like the Mass Effect 3, which is really good. Some of the stuff that happens, it's crazy, right? You're just like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe this story took me here. It is so awesome though. Like, this is so amazing. But you're like, you're, but you literally say, this is so crazy. And that's like crazy good. Like, it's so out there. But it, it makes sense for the context that you're it's satisfactory. experiencing. It's a satisfactory crazy. This is this is not that. This is this crazy level that I'm talking about. It's it's just it's it's its own category. It's so hard to describe. Dude, what it's is like, this pitch? <laughs> it is just it's. You could sell me fake snake oil right now, and I'd buy it, dude. I'm in. Dude, <laughs> honestly, I cannot. Like, I want to talk to you about just the most ridiculous shit that happens in the show to justify what I'm saying. Austin, hold on. I don't want to ruin it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is that the next three dive? Should we just do Tiger King? Just get that oh one done? Because <laughs> now I feel like I have oh. to. I feel like I won't, we won't be able to move on from this unless we do it. All right. You know what? You alluded to it earlier. You've got a lot of time with the quarantine and COVID-19 and not being able to do anything. Yes. Just, just watch it. Just watch it. I'm telling you. Don't expect it to be good. Expect it to be freaking crazy. How long are the episodes? And, how long are the episodes? And how and how uh, dense are they? How dense are they? Would you say? Oh gosh, it depends what happens in them. Okay, okay. Would it be fun if I go? We go episode by episode, and like you know what happens, but <laughs> I don't. I'm a little spring chicken. I I don't know anything. Uh, I mean, yeah, we we huh? can huh? we can we can do like a special. Uh, series or something i i'm gonna idea steal from uh, lights camera pod a barstool podcast i think they've done like a movie watch together with uh with guests and have just had it on and they're talking through it and they'll pause at certain like a ride along so maybe we could do that okay. yeah like a ride along okay. commentary track exactly so then maybe that's something we could do but maybe watch the first episode or something and you can just kind of form like, okay, maybe episode one won't be your live reaction, but just get gauge it from episode one. We, we talk about it and then we'll, we can go from there. Okay. 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 Woo. My blood pressure's higher and I haven't even yeah, seen I'm, it. I'm telling you, dude. I haven't even seen it. I'm, I'm getting that from your energy here. Um, <laughs> like I can feel my heartbeat in my ears and I'm wearing a headset. So I can like hear my heartbeat <laughs> anyway. Um, shall we talk about, the most recent modern warfare's multiplayer. Yes, let's do it. Let's get away from Tiger King. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. It just sucks you it right sucks in. You. I, I, we're not. I, I haven't even seen it, and I'm sucked in. Um, okay. Oh my gosh. Yes. Modern warfare <laughs> multiplayer. Uh, this was probably the most. Uh, actually. I don't know if I can even say that, Austin. I was going to say this is probably the most hyped, most expected, most uh, scrutinized part of the game, of this new Modern Warfare game. But uh, actually, 
people were really waiting for like an immersive campaign experience as well. So I'll say it was, it probably had the majority share of what I just said, but by no means was the campaign an afterthought. So let me clear the air on that. But uh, I think a lot of things were riding on this multiplayer being good. I think they had a lot to quote unquote answer for from the community about boots on the ground action, about weapon balance, about like usable perks, a variety of perks, variety of attachments, uh, map balance, like getting rid of like the three lane formula in a way uh, on the maps, all this kind of stuff. From a veteran Call of Duty player like yourself, Austin, mm-hmm. what is your high level overall reaction to the multiplayer segment of the newest Modern Warfare? Where, where are you at? Um, before I, I speak to that, it, I will say, as far as being a veteran, how much time I put into this game in total. Yeah. Um, I haven't played it a lot recently, but I put in six total days, which is a lot of gameplay. Um, there's currently three seasons. Uh, season zero was launched. Season one was the first battle pass, currently in season two. So season zero and season one, I maxed out my rank, and season one, I maxed out the battle pass. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I was in the works of completing the golden gun camos uh, for a, the majority of my weapons. So just as a like a broad scope, um, I basically I've invested probably way too much time in this game as a casual player and not a <laughs> professional, and so I have a pretty good reading of where it is compared to others because I've done this a lot and I have played on, uh, I guess quote unquote pro teams or, or semi pro or, or whatever, um, kind of like the uh, like the ranked game battles if that's still a thing, but I was on top ranked teams. In my past, yeah. So I do have a lot of experience playing, um, playing the multiplayer and and knowing what it's what it's about. So I'm not just a schmuck, I promise. You got a cheat band in World at War, right? Because you were too fast with like a, a semi-auto rifle or something. Yeah. So I that was probably my one of my favorite Call of Duties, um, and that's the one where I was on my highest ranked team. We were a top, I want to say a top ten team in the world. And that I was on, um, and yeah, I got mod. So you would get mod locked because the right. carbine you unlocked at level sixty five was probably the best gun in the game as far as balance, damage, and recoil control. And you could just absolutely pull the. Tr- and this is where modded controllers really made their entrance. And so the game actually put in right. a quote unquote mod lock, so you couldn't use your modded controllers anymore. Um, but I was able to mod lock my own controller. Uh, basically in game because I would shoot it so fast. Yeah, but yeah. So he's, I, he's I Korean, like ladies and gentlemen. Well, <laughs> he's <yeah>. Korean. <laughs> I, I am Asian, and I, I mean, I was like super into it. This is when I was in high into uh, Search and Destroy, which is probably one of the higher quote unquote elos of the game and the skill level because you only have one life, absolutely, um, per round. And that, I mean, I was like hella into it. I knew all the strats, where to throw your grenades. Like I said, I was a top 10 team um, prior to a large tournament. Our team was disbanded. Um, if you can remember, any gamers out there, if you can remember all the way back, World at War and that scene, Independence was probably the best team at that time. But there was a team, Victory Without Sacrifice, that dethroned them. And the owner of our team knew the owner of Victory Without Sacrifice and... VWS had too many players on their roster, Whoa. so they were going to float uh, some of them to us, and 
which we we took obviously uh their players were were a lot better than us uh big skill gap in like a top three team versus a top 10 or top 15 whatever we were right Um, razor thin margin so we accepted them and as soon as we loaded them probably like a week later our team was disbanded because you're not technically allowed to load players from other teams onto your team um it was at the time, it was like a really Ooh. sketchy rule and, and kind of bullshit, Drama, honestly. And I, yeah, and, it sounds stupid. Um, both teams should have been disbanded, not just us, but Victory Without Sacrifice. But they only disbanded us, obviously, as a lower-ranked team. And then Victory Without Sacrifice ended up winning a big tournament and dethroning Independence. And then they were a main staple for a long time in that game. So, obviously, it worked out really well for them, not so well for us. What that was ride. probably my last ranked, highly-ranked experience um i would say the other one was uh black ops 2 mm-hmm. not really a ranked experience but they had league play which was a lot of fun so you always wanted that master rank and i actually got into a game with uh optic nade shot i'm sure people Dude, have heard the of OG. Him before. that's like the that's like one of the few pro gamers that people that aren't interested in games actually know of from like back so in I, the day I, yeah. yeah i uh i played um I was playing against Optic Nade Shot, and I just had the game of my life. And my buddy texted me, and he said, "Dude, I'm watching Nade Shot stream right now, and he is raging so hard at you because you keep killing him." And I mean, literally, wow. my my two other friends tuned into his stream, and sure enough, I was in that game, and I was melting him. And he was talking about <laughs> how I couldn't do this on a land connection, and you know this that, and the other. So I. So I had some fun there. It was uh, Hardpoint on Plaza, that map. Um, we ended up losing very narrowly because my team were, my teammates were trash. Always, like always the case. Kills. Always the case. I had like 50 <laughs> kills that game. Damn. Uh, it was it was the most ridiculous game of my life. But yeah, it was fun. I was on Optic Nate Chat stream okay. and got a negative shout out from him. So there you go. There you go. All that, so that's my experience. Right. All that to say, <laughs> you, you know this series. You have tracked uh more or less how the game has changed over the years so you kind of you kind of know what's at stake here in this game yeah and and to your point connor it really did need to bring it back to what made the multiplayer so popular um boots on the ground quote unquote which really just means it's it's more of a skill game at this point it's not and not that it doesn't take skill to do the other uh, advanced warfare stuff and exo around and this, that, and the other. But mm-hmm. a lot of that is just, in my mind, ridiculous. I mean, you should have, the game should come down to reflexes, and gun skill, and first shot, essentially. <clears throat> so this game really does take it back to that point. And, uh, I mean, it did a fantastic job and certainly reminded me of Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare 2, Black mm-hmm. Ops, all the, the the games that really drew a lot of people in because it was competitive. A lot of, and I mean, this game has tons and tons and tons of different challenges that you can do that to, to stay, you know, whether you're a more hardcore player or more of a casual collector player, a lot of different things you can do. There's no prestiging, so you don't lose um your your rank and your you know you don't have to start from from zero on your weapons and attachments which is really nice um yeah so i think just just the entire structure of this multiplayer is is really really cool 
And uh, I think they added elements from previous Call of Duties, like the characters that you could choose to play as, and, and skins, essentially, uh, which a lot of multiplayer games have nowadays, too. Yep. Um, they, they did a really good job of adding a lot of different things in. Um, obviously, the skins can cost you money if you so choose to spend money. You do have the ability to earn, uh, quote-unquote, Call of Duty points. It's really not that hard to do, either. Um, but there's nothing that hinders you from having the experience of new guns um, that get released into the game. Uh, you don't have to purchase that. So you can earn that stuff the hard way, which it's really, if you play a decent amount, it's really not that hard. But yeah, they they definitely uh, answered the bell um, on this one. And hmm. it, it, it's a lot of fun. And uh, I certainly, I mean, obviously I put a ton of time right when it came out. Um so I, I think they did a, a fantastic job with this game. So um, we'll get your rating at the end, perhaps. But uh, that's kind of your overall um, view, I guess, what you've just said. Uh, I'm interested, though, Austin, what about, like, what specifically makes this feel like previous installations of Call of Duty? Like, aside from, okay, they removed verticality and, like, boosted movement um while writing you know hyper uh hyper fast vertical movement stuff like that was there something more detailed more specific about the way the guns handled that uh felt like older call of duty titles was there some was there anything there like did you like get behind a, a certain gun and you were like oh yeah this is this is what i wanted like was there any moments where you were like okay now we're back i feel like this is the right move like when did that happen for you um, I think it happened once I kind of figured out what guns were meta, which basically means essentially what everyone's using. They're the most powerful, balanced, whatever. For optimal um, play, but, yeah. Exactly. Uh, once I figured out the meta guns and got comfortable using them, it was a lot easier to expand to other ones. Without, I mean, obviously there's frustration because the meta guns certainly do do a lot of damage. Um so yeah, I mean, so just to break it down, um, they they have the creative classes. You've got your perks, your lethal, your tactical, um, your secondary, primary. So the the M4, which is the pretty, it's a standard. I mean, military issued rifle today in today's military. Uh, that is the meta gun, and it's awesome because it's the first gun that you get essentially, uh, or it's one of the first ones that you get. Yeah. But the nice thing about it, I think, that kind of separated it was. The attachments make a huge difference. I think that was a case in, in some games, but in this one, it, it really, really makes a difference. It feels like it like different guns depending on what foregrip you have and what barrel and all that stuff, right? Oh, it absolutely. I mean, you really have to pay attention to the different bonuses that you're receiving when you have the different attachments um, on the weapon. I mean, so for example, I'm just looking at my M4 class which I do have maxed out with gold camo. Um, you know, I have the monolithic suppressor, uh, a, a certain barrel, a foregrip, um, granulated tape on the on the gun grip, and then a stock. So you have, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different attachment slots. You can only use five. Right. And I, it, you know, this is one that felt the most balanced to me. Again, so once you find, once I found the meta balance. And, and and figured out these weapons. It was a ton of fun, but it's also part of the challenge too. You know, you're not a you're not just some amazing super soldier that can just 
basically put a, draw a line from you to the person and insta-kill them. I mean, it, it does take some skill. The gun bounced around. I mean, when I went for the gold AK-47, I shot a literal circles around people because the recoil was so hard to control. Um, yeah. It, but it just adds to the challenge and just adds to the fun. Was it frustrating? Absolutely, because I was sick of... Uh, basically, once I stopped caring about my KD, uh, which is my kill-death ratio, yeah. my KDR, once I stopped caring about that, it made the challenges a lot less stressful because I died a lot to do them because it's not just headshot-based. Again, different uh, ways to use the weapon uh, in these challenges, like X amount of kills with attachments, X amount of kills without attachments, mm. uh, prone, uh, double kills, um you know, hip fire kills. Uh, there is a headshot one, but it's not the only one that governs the camo. Um, mounting is something that was, I think, as far as I'm concerned, a little newer to Call of Duty. Um, so mounted kills, which just gives you that ultimate stability. Essentially, you put your gun on a on a corner, service and low fire. wall. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that you know, that was was one. So. I just think they just did a really, really good job of bringing in different challenges for people and, and diversifying everything within the game as far as what you're able to achieve instead of everyone just chasing one thing, you know, like headshots or whatever it was. Um, I, I feel like you get a, a, a really high diversity in, in public matches with uh with guns. Obviously, there's a lot of meta users. I am one myself at some points. Um, if I'm if mm -hmm. I get really mad in a game, I will pull out a meta class and do a lot better. But, you know, that's kind of part of it. So, but yeah, I think just, just the weapon play, the gun play, it was challenging. But once you settled in, um, I mean, it felt like it felt very deserving that your weapon scaled a lot better and you're able to use yours than, say, someone that got their game later. You know, you're not on the equal playing field. Um, which is always nice because you that's one of the frustrations of multiplayer games is the you know the the quote unquote getting lucky flinching headshot which does happen in this game yeah I mean it happens sure. in every shooter yep but um you know some of that stuff's eliminated because you you put more time into the game you have better attachments it does make a difference it really really does so it does I think it's a nice thing it does I remember when I you'd been playing for a while and I got the game after you. And you're like, yeah, the M4, it's basically a laser gun. It's like no recoil. I just spray people. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm having the worst time with this. It's jumping everywhere. It's like horrible back, like straight back recoil. Like I was like, this sucks. What are you talking about? And then you told me about like your attachment. And sure enough, like I followed your advice. And then, yeah, it became a laser gun. Um, just it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool that you can find those what works for you and um you know, what, what makes the gun feel right in your hands. I'm interested by something you said though. Um, something I don't really hear much about ever, especially in shooters with a, like, you know, a ton of gun selection is challenges, gun specific challenges as a way to make players use a variety of guns. That's interesting. Do you feel, I'm assuming you like the challenges. Do you feel like those are implemented well? Cause there was, there were complaints about, why do I have to select a certain set of challenges to like unlock them? Like, why isn't it like previous games where if I just did it, I got it right. Um, like in modern warfare two, like, you know, you do your first like long <laughs> fall without dying. And then the, it goes like, and like you get like the achievement, right. 
do, do you think this this method is better, worse, uh, too different to compare? What do you think? So I think we're talking about two different things. Um, so with that long fall challenge, there there are uh, different challenges like that that you can complete. So I'm looking right now. They have daily challenges. There's the three of them right here. Regain 200 health with stim. Hack seven pieces of equipment. Get 75 kills while using Battle Hardened, which is a perk. Um, there are missions that you can select. So I have one called Well Equipped, which... It says get 20 proxy mine kills, which I'm 6 of 20 because I'm not a big proxy mine guy. Um, but you can view different missions and get different, like, uh, quote-unquote, they're, like, named weapons that have certain attachments to them, but you can change them. So, for me, it doesn't do a lot there. Okay. But I think it makes it a little more, you know, if you like chasing challenges, you can do that. But you don't have to do that. So, with the weapons, the weapons challenges are different. You have to use the weapon to unlock the challenges, but that, that, I mean, that's it. You don't have to do anything out of, or, you know, outside of using it, you don't have to do anything crazy with it. Oh, okay. I thought um, you were talking about, uh, the, okay. I got you. So you're, you're, you're just talking about gun specific challenges. Yes. Yep. Because I mean, got it. let's be honest. Everyone, ever since the gold camo came out, call of duty four, right. Everyone wanted gold camo. Everybody wanted the gold camo. I was one of them. You know, Red Tiger's cool, Blue Tiger's cool, which those two are back. Yep. Which is awesome. Yep. Um, a lot easier to get than uh, than previously. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, the gold camo. So, I mean, for me, I wanted to get to a certain skill level in my mind where I could easily transition out of weapons and not feel a drop-off. So... I used the M4 a lot. That was the first gold gun that I got. The second one, which was right behind it, was the MP5, which is the meta submachine gun. In my mind, that one might be a little more... Contended. Uh, yeah, because okay. I think uh, the MP7... The MP7 was meta in another Call of Duty. I think it was either Black Ops 2 or one before that. Um, and the, the P90 is back here as well, which is also a pretty good one. But for me, MP5 was meta for me. Um, so once I, I I just used those two guns exclusively for the longest time. And when that started getting boring, I was like, okay, well, I want to kind of expand a little bit and, and use different weapons. And that's what I started doing. And that, like, the Golden AK, like, everyone coveted the Golden AK. I think it was Modern Warfare 2, actually. Right. Like, Golden AK was, like, one of the hardest things you could do in that game. So I'm like, ah, oh, I, I want to do that. And it was very hard, but I did it. And then I just was like, you know what? I'm going to start cycling through all of the web, all the assault rifles. If I get bored of assault rifles, I'll use hmm. some machine guns or, you know, kind of maybe dependent on the map. So if it was a really long range map, I would use a sniper rifle or a marksman rifle, which yeah. allowed me to do a little bit better with one shot, especially with my play style, which is a run and gun. Um, you know, close quarter maps, obviously a submachine gun guy. And then the medium maps and um, the medium maps and a little bit of the, uh, you know, the, the short, I, I guess medium, it, any map. Jeez, Louise, I can't even get that out. <laughs> really any map, assault rifle just depended if I was struggling with, uh, with the, uh, you know, the long range weapons or I, you know, or felt that. I needed a little more range in the short map because I was getting uh, picked off a little too quickly for my liking. Uh, I would switch, but uh, yeah, it's just all map dependent. So based on the the gameplay, there the games that I was in, 
I would choose my weapon class, um, and then that's the way that I basically got gold guns. Um, I didn't just blatantly use one gun and beat myself to death to finally get it. I mean, it was like, okay, this map I like using assault rifles, so I'm going to use an assault rifle here. This map I like using a submachine gun, so I'm going to use a submachine gun here. All this right. map I like sniping, so I'm going to snipe here. So All I found once. a very good balance to, uh, to to getting that done. All right. It's okay. So it seems like you're a major, major completionist. Do you think you're typical for a Call of Duty player? We'll say the top fifty percent of people who play Call of Duty like are they like this? Do they enjoy completing the challenges, or are there people out there that just want to have good games? They just want to slaughter their lobby and be done with it. Or do you think the are, do you think the majority of people are out there going, man? I've got all of these, you know, gun challenges I haven't figured out yet. Like I haven't gotten done. Like that's going to keep me up at night. Like where do you think you fall in terms of the majority or the minority? Um, I think I fell into the completionist side because it, I, I needed to, um, once I got to a level of where I was, I was doing really well in the game. It wasn't, I mean, overly challenging. I, I was going very positive each game, win or loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of get started getting stale, you know, repeating the same map. So I was like, okay, well, what's the best way for me to uh, expand, um, stay, stay, uh, stay connected into the game? And one thing that I haven't tried that I probably should is they do have a Call of Duty League now. I really want to see if. Uh, league play is similar to Black Ops 2, which was my absolute favorite. Um, and I do believe it is a the uh, the professional style games. Um, so that's something that I want to do. So I think I was waiting for that. Um, okay, it, it was recently released. So and I just haven't played it. But I was like, okay, well, I really want to stay invested. I want to keep my gun skill up. What can I do to uh, get that done? So I want to touch on a thing that is a it's a subject of much ire. Uh, it seems like fans are never pleased in the Call of Duty uh, fandom when it comes to maps. It seems everybody has got a bone to pick with maps in every game, every map, large or small. What do you feel? And I want to know this especially compared to uh, other big hitters in the Call of Duty games. So like Modern Warfare 2, Black Ops 2... How do you think the maps compare in this game? Um, I would say, honestly, I would I would probably say similar. Um, and just that I don't think there's a Call of Duty game where, in the multiplayer scene, you love every single map that's out there, because that I mean that for me was similar. There were maps that I absolutely could not stand. I hated them. I didn't play well on them. I just did not like them at all. So I try and stay away from them. Um, and I think that's the same case uh, in this one. You know, I'll play them sometimes so I don't have to uh, jump out of a queue and, and then go back in. But so in, in that essence, I would say they're comparable. But also the ones that are really fun are an absolute blast. And obviously the biggest difference with this game and the other games is they are loading in previous maps, previous popular maps. Right. From uh, from older games, so Vacant from Call of Duty Four and Shipment, which is just a 
absolute ridiculous fest mm-hmm. uh, have been loaded in. Rust, um, the famous 1v1 me on Rust, bro, is that map is in here. Interventions um, on Rust, dude. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So Rust is on here. Um, I'm... <sighs> I haven't played it too, too much as they've been releasing more content and maps, so I don't know how many more previous maps have been loaded, but I know they are going to do more Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 maps. So really, oh um, oh my gosh, what am I thinking with the downed helo in... Uh, Crash. Crash. Yeah. Crash is in there, which was a popular Call of Duty 4 map. Um, so... Honestly, I would say that's probably the biggest separator. The best maps from previous games have been loaded into this one. I mean, there's certainly maps on this game that I do not like, but I think there is more of an abundance of good maps. So I guess this game has the edge, but it's almost like an unfair edge because they, the developers know what people like, what people don't like, and they're just loading in the good stuff, which obviously makes it very successful. So, um, yeah, I, would, I guess I this game does have the edge, but in my opinion, just looking at it, clean slate without map loading or map uploadings it's probably similar just because like i said certain maps i like certain maps i don't like uh, i can't speak for everyone out there but i have yet to meet a call of duty player that likes every single map that has come out for a game yeah. and uh and i think that makes them very i think that that makes it even um as far as some of the big hitters you know like modern warfare 2 and black ops 2 you know the really really popular ones Okay. I can't speak to ones that people don't like or that I don't like, especially. In general, I don't know if you can, you'd feel comfortable speaking for the community in a way, but do you think the reaction of the community has been positive to like the map selection and, and layout and design? Yeah, I, I think so. I okay. think the biggest issue with the maps and continues to be an issue is some of the spawns. Mm. Um, this game had, as far as when I was playing it uh had some really terrible spawns and i mean it didn't really matter what uh obviously domination you get spawn trapped a lot i'm not too mad about that but you know certain like hard point and headquarters maps you'll have someone running through and gun you down and then literally you spawn back in and the same guy ran around the corner gunned you down again like you just randomly spawn next to him and you didn't spawn away from uh you know an enemy now, I get there's randomly going to be guys snooping around your spawn and you'll randomly get placed next to one, but th- this was like a consistent problem for a long time. So, I would say outside of the spawns for some maps, um, it's been well received. Now, I do know of a couple, at least one community hated map, uh, Piccadilly, which they did change yeah. a lot of things about it. Um, so it's not, I guess not as terrible. I still don't really like it all that much, but it, it's better than it was. It makes me mad because I can't get a yeah. team wipe with a grenade anymore, which stinks because I, I actually figured out how to do that. But <laughs> well, that seems, but see that, I mean, that seems like a, a worthy fix, right? Oh yeah. I mean, so they had, uh, in domination, if you spawned a, which is, uh, I guess in a narrow, narrower corridor, um, you were able to lob a grenade over the two buses put together where B is and C to C flag. And C flag was like basically next to two cars that if you landed a grenade, you could blow it up. And a lot of whoever was trying to capture the flag, you would blow them up and get like a triple kill. I think my best is like a quadra kill or something like that. So 
uh, yeah, I was a little disappointed that got taken out, but I also didn't like to get grenaded when I was on the exactly, flip side. Exactly. So. It's like, those are fun exploits, and, and and they're fun while they last, but, I mean, it's understandable why stuff like that gets patched out. Um, yeah. Are there any... I mean, I think yeah, that... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Sorry, guys. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. I was going to say, are there any other glaring exploits that are active, let's say, right now, or maybe that were recently patched that you thought were kind of troublesome? Like anything that's uh, like is is it is there anything like uh, noob tubing like anything like that? Yeah, um, for a while it was the seven twenty five shotgun, the sniper that yeah. could <laughs> just absolutely dome you, um, and you could get a long shot with it, one shot long shot with that thing. It was the most just ridiculous shotgun right ever, and um, that was big news when the game first came out. I, I even I was <laughs> aware of that. But oh my gosh, it was so terrible. How, how's the the weapon economy now within the game, like damage wise and selection wise? Like, is there anything right now where you're like, okay, like this isn't this obviously isn't as effective as on meta weapons, but there's like this weird off meta exploit that people can like get an advantage in like certain situations, and it feels kind of like BS. Is there anything like that now? Um, I I'm not too sure because I. Uh, because I haven't played recently, recently, but something personally that I was never a huge fan of was, well, I guess I can't even, I guess that's just a personal preference. It's not really like a, a BS thing, yeah. BS non-meta thing. So quickscoping came back um, with the uh, Car 98 Marksman Rifle. It's really weird because you can one-shot people, but you can also get a hit marker, which is the worst feeling ever. Um, and then you usually die after that because it's a bolt action. But I just feel like yeah, maybe it's because I hadn't been quickscoped in so long that I absolutely hated getting one-shotted, knowing that I should be able to kill this person before they kill me. But uh, people run around with the Car 98. Um, there's certain attachments, and I'm guilty of using them when I was getting the gold gun for it. It's, uh, it's like a laser, the variable zoom scope for range... Um, and a couple other things. I think FMJ for damage and, and something else. But basically, it gives you the ability to quick scope, and you can run around with that thing like the intervention back in the day. Really? And just absolutely. Oh yeah. There's. I've run into a couple of really good people um, that have used it, and also that they have quick scoped with a couple of sniper rifles. Sniper rifles too. <laughs> um, I think it's like the AX50 is the 50 cal. Yeah. I've been quick scoped by that, and then uh, I think it's the. Oh, let me let me look. It's in my yeah. sniper. Um, oh, actually, it's not. Let me look. It is the HDR. I've okay. been quickscoped right. by that gun too. So I know people said the community seemed convinced that snipers were just not as strong as they were in previous games. Are you saying that uh, is the Car 98 a recent thing? Like, was it patched in such a way where now that's viable, or has that been around since the game launched? I think. People didn't really know about it, oh, okay. um, and then they figured it out. Uh, I think their biggest problem with sniper rivals in this game is they're slow. It's really hard to ADS them. Uh, it just takes a really long time. Um, it takes a really long time to reload them, and I mean, this is just a fast-paced game, so it's uh, it can be tough to to use them. Um, so I, that would be my assumption as to why people don't like them. Um, now I have gold, I think in all three of them. Okay. Um, let me, I, I, I would have to double check that, but 
Um, I definitely have it for the... Oh, wait, maybe I do have it for the Dragon. The Dragonov was the yeah. hardest one. So you think that snipers are... Sl- was, was it, do you think that was a design choice specifically made against quickscoping? Because I, I can just remember in previous games, people were absolute monsters um, on certain rifles. And it was just... I remember the last... I actually remember the last match of Modern Warfare 2 I ever played. And... I just I got quick scoped into oblivion by like an intervention god, and I was just like, you know what? Think I'm done. <laughs> think I uh, think I'm done with this game. Do you think that's gonna ever happen in this in this version of Call of Duty? Um, I think the closest people will get with it is the Car 98. Um, I mean, there have I have played a couple people that have been really really good with the the sniper rifles, and like I said, it's all about the attachments. You have to have the right combo of attachments to give you the best um, aim down side speed, the ADS speed, because that's what quickscoping is all about, is how fast can you get your reticle zoned in for the game to register it and you to pull the trigger on somebody. And I think in, like, Modern Warfare 2, it was just so fast. Like, I mean, you saw people not even just, like, touch the left trigger to slightly zoom in, and they would dome people from across the map because they just knew it. So, yeah. That, and the yeah. and then the weapon was just so fast on top of that. Like the handling of the sniper rifle is just you could just literally do whatever you wanted with it. Um I think in this game, yeah, I think it helps that they taper that down, made it a little more realistic in a sense of the the handling of a large caliber sniper rifle. You're not gonna be able to just run around and uh and and use that thing like it's a pistol. Um but people that are dedicated to it, um it, it, it does work for them, and you can quickscope. I have been the victim of doing it, of being quickscoped, and I've also done it very, <laughs> very slightly. I'm not very good at it, but uh, I have done it before. So um, I, I think it's a good balance because you're not having all these, I hate to say kids, but it really was. It always uh, is. Kids it always just is. running around <laughs> trying to do, like, stupid 360 no-scopes and, and like, land them. Um. Um, it's a lot harder right. to do that in this game. You actually have to have the gun skill to do it, um, and uh, and the handling skill and, and whatnot because it's not, you know. I, I think the in like Modern Warfare Two, obviously being a good example. I think every single weapon outside of LMGs handled the exact same. Didn't matter submachine gun, yeah. assault rifle. That's true. Whatever that sniper true. rifle. It literally it just all felt the same with what you were able to do with it. In this game, you can definitely tell. There's a difference between a submachine gun and an assault rifle, obviously an LMG, and uh, and now obviously a, a sniper rifle. Um, right. So I think they, they did a good job of, of making putting that realism balance in, but also I think uh, to to keep people away from being overly meta with uh, with that okay. because you definitely don't come into a lobby and everyone's just quick scoping and it's just like the most unfun time because you can't right. walk around for more than two seconds without getting zapped from somewhere. So. To the point where the the sound of the intervention shot is just embroiled all you hear. <laughs> into yeah, your mind. All you hear. Uh, embroiled's not the right word, but you know what I meant. Um, yeah. Just pew, that's that, it's just that, ugh, that sound. Like I, I hear it in my dreams sometimes. Um, I guess my last, my last question for you, man. So there's, you know, of course, a game like Call of Duty, just by its nature, just by its name, its franchise name, uh, it's going to have a lot of haters. And I 
often hear that, oh, the game's already dead, it sucks, it's stupid, it's broken, it, the servers are laggy, people are trash, the meta's stupid. Um, obviously not true, but I do want to ask you, uh, maybe you can do this as like a SWOT analysis or something, but do you see, what, what do you think it's going to take for this game to stay relevant and for to keep its player base up? And what do you think, um, if it doesn't, why? Like, what what are they doing wrong currently, or what do you see potentially going wrong that would hurt this game in the long run? Or do you think it's just going to fall, its numbers are going to fall just by the nature of time passing? I think the nature of time passing is probably the only threat for this game. Okay. Um, but, I mean, right now, they're doing all the right things. There's never not enough content. So, I, I mean, just looking at the play screen, you have your quick play, uh, you can filter out, so you obviously you have like Team Deathmatch, Free For All, Domination, Search, Headquarters, Hardpoint, Kill Confirm, Capture the Flag, um, you know, Big Mosh Pit, D- Team Deathmatch, Infected is a play, uh, you know, one that you can earn experience in, um, Gun Game, which is, uh, I think is a little bit different than it was before, um, and then Cyber Attack, which is like a hybrid uh, search and destroy. Then there's the hardcore modes, and then they just did the the Call of Duty League modes. So those are all modes that are attractive. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously your base. But then on top of that, they introduced Ground War, and I think everyone's very familiar with Ground War style on Battlefield. Large, large uh, maps, vehicles, just tons of players, tons of chaos. It's quite literally Conquest from Battlefield, but in Call of Duty. Um, so that is another thing that you're able to kind of experience and enjoy if you're a big Battlefield player. You can transition into Call of Duty and not lose that feel as far as the ground or aspect because that was really Battlefield's uh, one of Battlefield's big uh, draws. draws was yeah. was conquest and being able to use the different vehicles and fly around and jets and now I don't think you can do jets yet, but you can do helicopters and stuff like that. So. Um, that's one thing. Uh, gunfight is a relatively new mode, um, but that's basically it's two v two. So you can two v two. It's cage match. Oh yeah. Um, different parameters. So that that's a fun thing to you know grab a buddy and do. But then they're updating these all the time. So right now, currently, there's a gunfight three v three snipers only. Oh, so wow. anyone that's trying to get the quick scope on, you'll probably find it in this game mode. If there's one there's cyber, yeah. oh go ahead. Oh, I was going to um, Cyber Attack Pro is another one that's newer. Cyber Attack with respawns enabled instead of revives. So another play style for Cyber Attack. This one called Flotation Oxidation. Rust and shipment in mosh pit game mode. So basically you're close quarters all the time. Mm-hmm. So if you just love that, you get that. And then they have this one called Stocked Up Lockdown. Supplies, check. Sitting at home, check. Let's get to work. So I mean like, they are, and, and these change quite frequently when they introduce shipment um, and, uh, oh, I can't remember another map that was uh, kind of smaller and a lot more action-packed. They had a playlist just for Kill those. House? Obviously, Kill House, yes, yep. thank you. Kill House and Shipment, and then they had Rust and Kill House, and Kill House, right. Rust and Shipment. So they keep updating these playlists where you always have the ability to play something that's new and fun immediately and and you can see the different kinds of things which is always fun um then they have 
operators. So you can, uh, it's kind of like previous Call of Duties. You don't get special perks with these operators. It's just a pure cosmetic. So, right. for example, my two operators I use, I use Mara from Venezuela for my coalition operator. And then I use Rodeon, um, Spetsnaz from the Allegiance. But there's different ones from like SAS or uh, I think Allegiance has um, some like Chimera, which there's an American operative in that. So they have different operatives and you can unlock skins with challenges. Um, And then I think the Battle Pass is another thing that for complete. And I think there's a lot of completionists out there. Basically, you get mm-hmm. um, different cosmetics. Uh, you get free like points, experience, skins. I mean, it's just all free weapons that they introduce in. Um, so you just get the whole encompassment of content that you're able to basically play the game. You're an experience, and you uh, you progress. So. I just think there's just constantly so much content coming out on multiplayer that a lot of people, it's really tough to get sick of it if you're a big Call of Duty player. You know, obviously for me, I I said I've stopped, and that's mainly because I'm a stupid FIFA player now, and I get addicted to that. So, Even though you seem to hate it, by the way. (laughs) It's a love-hate. I love playing it because it's just so fun, but I also hate it because EA's trash. Um but yep. I mean that—that's one thing, and that—and then, obviously, with that, it was like, okay, well, you can only take so much before that gets stale. So then, what do you do? You introduce the game mode that literally every single person loves playing, and what put online gaming really on the map, and that's battle royale. PUBG, Fortnite, two of the biggest players in this realm. Um, Call of Duty, now your favorite franchise. They did it yep. um, in. A previous Call of Duty, I think it was one of the, the futuristic most, ones. Wasn't the most recent Black Ops? Black Ops 3, yeah, yeah. you're right. Um, and so then they introduced it here, and it is a lot of fun. It is your standard battle royale. There's a couple different things, I, I would say, that uh, separate it. Um, you don't have to bring up a map reticle to find out where you want to jump to. It all just it broadcasts it as you're flying in, so that makes it nice. Um, and then my favorite part is the gulag. So basically typical standard battle royale, you get killed game over for you. You're out. You got to start over. The gulag introduces a new element. So essentially if you get killed out in the battlefield, you get a cutscene where you're getting drug into the gulag, which is the big prison, um, by Russian soldiers and you get thrown into a prison cell. And then it's basically like a one-on-one gun game uh, versus another player that was killed. And the winner of that match gets put back into the map. You get a drop back in, and the loser, obviously, you're out. So that, I think, was an awesome element to uh, to introduce, to basically give you another chance. Um, and it's cool. another it's another gun skill thing. So that that's a lot of fun. There's contracts. There's killstreaks that you can find and buy out there. You can bring in, you know, your own loadouts uh, with certain, um, you know, kill streaks and stuff like that. Uh, obviously, sniping is a really big part. Uh, if you've watched any videos about the Call of Duty Battle Royale, yeah. Uh, and then they've got uh, your standard Battle Royale mode, and then they've got Blood Money. So basically, what Blood Money is, it's like a cash grab Battle Royale. 
Your objective is to gain the most cash in the game, whether that's completing contracts, killing other players, opening supply boxes you find, etc., etc. You can load them up into drop zones, so you, you can save your cash essentially depositing it. Uh, the top team usually has a waypoint on them, so you can go locate them and try and kill them to take their cash. So I think it's an interesting... Uh, game type within Battle Royale, uh, the Battle Royale realm, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And then obviously you have the ability to fill a squad. You can fill in with random people in a squad versus just always dropping in by yourself. Or if you like dropping in by yourself, you can just do that. So, and it, um, oh really? I think so. It's mixed. Yeah. It's mixed with you can mix with squads as a solo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. You can mix with random people. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! And I think the biggest thing for Call of Duty in doing Warzone is it's free to play. Warzone by itself is free. You don't have to own the game to play Warzone. You're kidding. Which I think is a pretty cool concept. Yeah, no. So it's, it's downloaded as like thing. a separate uh, like app? Like on the Xbox? Yes, I believe so. Really? I don't know uh, perfectly, obviously, because I own the game, so it just downloaded on top of right. my standard. But yeah, if you, I believe if you look it up, um, you can just download Warzone and play Warzone. You don't need the game, and it's free. Sweet. Because the developer said any content, year one is free, and Warzone was a big piece of content, and it is free, and it's separate. You don't have to own the game. Wow. So that, I think that, uh, that hooks in. And then last but not least, the co-op mode. So Spec Ops is back in a right. little bit of a different light. Um so you have special operations that essentially continues the story a little bit. They, they are called story-based operations. Um, now, if you remember, we talked about a cutscene at the end of the Call of Duty campaign where Russians are slaughtered in Verdansk, and the uh, Al-Qatala general with the Red Beret from... Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2 is very famous and notorious with his Deagle. Mm -hmm. uh, so you get your introduction of him. So I actually, I've only completed like two missions and they were both with Connor. So I don't know a lot, but there are like different intel pieces you can find out yeah. there. There's different cinematics that you can unlock, but it's honestly, it's so hard to do. I want to do it more, but we just, we just haven't got to it because it is very, very, very challenging. It's challenging, and it's unfortunately. Um, so I, I've been playing too, just in case that wasn't clear. Um, not nearly, nearly as much. Uh, I've logged probably less than a total day in that game overall. Um, this is not a game for me that I typically like to sink my teeth into by myself. It's something that I buy because my friends play it, and I want to hang out with my friends. And I do like I like shooters, you know. So overall. Um, I will say, one of my few gripes is the story-based special operations. Um, in their current state, or at least the last time I played one, they're challenging in a way that feels not fun to overcome. And that is in stark contrast to the spec ops of uh, previous Call of Duty titles, where each mission was tailored, it was timed. Um, they had a special more concentrated feel to them and it was like oh man like we just barely didn't get the time or we just barely didn't clear that last room um that feels great and the story-based operations it's this big sandbox and 
it feels like there's a lot of room for cheese on part of the uh, on, on your part, but also on part of the enemies. And ammo is super sparse. You have to keep constantly moving, but you're, you're so vulnerable when you move. It's just uh, it's a lot to it's a lot to handle, and. I'm not sure I feel totally like I want to come back to do that specific part of multiplayer. Yeah. it would, And also on top of all that, it was heavily bugged when it first came out. Oh, so Obviously, bad. Obviously, it probably oh. took a backseat to the main multiplayer, but it was super frustrating when you couldn't use uh, any kill streaks when you basically you were cleared, everyone died, you started over, you weren't able to use any kind of kill streaks or anything like that. Probably one of the most frustrating things. And then, yeah, I mean, to your point, the endless enemy respawn just makes it so difficult to progress through a mission when you run out of ammo constantly. So, um, I mean, I feel you. I think they've done a lot of patchwork on it. Obviously, it was a huge gripe for a lot of people that do enjoy Spec Ops. Um, And then they've... Obviously, they have a more classic Spec Ops mode, which is just uh, more of a timed... Um, the first mission was hold off waves, um, until you can escape. Um, I just checked. It looks like there's a new one that, uh, you, it's basically like infiltrate, um, and, and eliminate enemies, which is a newer one. Um, so they're introducing new ones and I don't know if we've received the content yet, but I know PlayStation received, uh, like story-based spec ops, which was supposed to be more like what we experienced in Modern Warfare 2 with that kind of spec ops. Um, it was exclusively exclusively released to Sony for a year. Whether or not that checks out or if it's truly coming to Xbox, I don't know, but that is certainly something to keep a lookout for. And whether or not, whether or not that kind of changes up a little bit with the quarantine or if it's contracted in so they, our hands are tied, um, but that's something else that uh, could additionally be added onto the Spec Ops mode by itself. So mm. just, yeah, I think if the bugs are fixed and then maybe they have wave ends or ability to, you know, ammo resupply areas or something like that, it would probably be better. Definitely want to check it out again. But yeah, I mean, when we played through it, it was just so ridiculous. Right. So difficult. It, so it was. I, I hear you. I, I appreciate the approach of, okay, we want people to see these situations, see these objectives, and do it the way that they think is best. Unfortunately, the way they chose to express that is unlimited enemies in places with, like, no cover from any direction. And it's like, okay, well... Uh, I guess you just have to run in there and, you know, pray, like spray and pray and like hope for the best. Yeah. So pretty much. it just, it needs a little work in the thought department. I think too, I think you can fix the bugs, but at a certain point you need to evaluate, okay, was this, is this actually fun as a challenge or is this just, okay, we have a sandbox full of threats and we're going to throw you in the middle of it. And if you beat it, you know, congratulations, you've you've overcome, like, an insane difficulty curve. So that's kind of how it feels to me, but I'm also trash um, on the gun, and I am <laughs> not accurate, so that could play into it. Who knows? Uh, I mean, yes and no. I mean, I remember one of the missions we completed, we were just camping because of the endless enemies, and we were just kind of stuck. They just never stopped responding, and then we figured out our teammates made it to the objective, and we just sprinted through 
enemies yeah and then the uh we got onto the plane right. and it was just like a mad dash sprint <laughs> like that part was actually fun it was but besides the, for the 45 the minutes was terrible. the 45 minutes where i was hiding behind a, a sign in the airport and juggernaut just kept coming up to me yeah, I was right, and i, I was kept right next kneecapping them with pistols for 40 minutes and we were like what do we do what are we doing with our lives and then our t- we saw our teammates like together like their icons were together across the map and we're like uh I think they are doing okay. the mission. Let's, uh, let's get to them. Yeah. <laughs> a little janky. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not totally turned off to it. I'd like to come back if I hear that it's better. But until then, uh, I'll probably stick to playing League of Legends. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, well hey, yeah, hey, yeah. Let's go. Yeah. The promo series. Promo series. Prom- the, gl- the climb never stops, bro. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I, 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 I am satisfied uh, with my – those are kind of my questions as someone – uh, who knows more about Call of Duty? I appreciate you answering them. Is there anything that you want to spit on the mic right now about Call of Duty's multiplayer? Is there anything left that kind of dangling that you want to talk about? Um, I I don't think so. Without, I mean, just getting overly into the weeds with certain weapons and the attachments. Um, like I said, there's no prestiging in this game. Um, there's seasons, so essentially you can max out your rank at 155. The new season, you get knocked back down to the officer rank, which is, I think, like 55 or something like that. Keep all your gun attachments, keep all your camos, and then you can work your way back up from there. Uh, Different challenges within the weapons to get camouflage skins, and also different challenges to help you boost your XP along with the battle pass. Right. But, uh, you know, I mean, just depending on whatever game mode you like to play... Uh, yeah, I can't speak to all of them because I'm mainly a hard point and headquarters guy uh, just because I feel like that's the most action where I can get the most kills. But, um, I mean, I just – I really enjoy it. The attention to detail within it is a lot of fun. I mean, the kill streaks are, are normal again, which makes it fun. Um, I'll actually – I mean, like, uh, the Predator missile is back. It's not called a Predator missile, but uh, – yeah. It's called a cruise missile, so another cool concept. And basically, you've got similar kill streaks to what we're used to. Um, you know, you got your UAVs, counter UAVs, your care packages. You got a little different ones uh, like a precision airstrike. Uh, mm-hmm. You can get an infantry assault vehicle for big maps. Uh, the Harrier's back, but it's called a VTOL. Um, Chopper Gunner's back, Support Helo, which is the Pavlo back, AC-130, which is your gunship's back, um, Advanced UAV's back, and then you can be a Juggernaut if you want to. So uh, the kill streaks are, are normal. They're not just ridiculous overpowered. It's just really back to what made them fun. Uh, they're not score streaks. They are kill streaks. And on top of that, the Tactical Nuke is back. Um you do have to get 25 straight kills without dying and kill streaks do not count towards that. It has to be 25 gun, gun kills, kills in a row. Dang. So I know back in the day, Modern Warfare 2, you would hide with the chopper gunner yeah. and hope you and tell your teammates to protect you while you try to get up to 25 uh, and get that nuke. So you can't do that. You have to actually face the music and, and kill 25 people with the gun. I never, but uh, it's another yeah, challenge. I never got a nuke, Austin. I don't know if I ever told you that. I never, really, I never got a true nuke. I got it from like random, uh, you know, the random care packages. But I never, dude. Oh, I tried yeah. the Predator Chopper Gunner nuke setup. I just never got it. That's how bad I am, dude. 
I mean, it was hard because as soon people just check the score and see you're like, uh, you know, like eighteen and zero, and your chopper gunner was in there, and they would they would literally make it their job to find you and kill you. Yeah. They would straight up Liam Neeson's you. <laughs> Liam Neeson's. Like it, it was it was really difficult. Yeah. Have you gotten a nuke in the in with this new system of twenty five gun kills? No, I, my highest kill streak is fifteen. It's Dang. so hard. Without being overly campy, I'm not. I don't think I'm good enough to run around and get 25 straight gun kills. Seems pretty 15 ridiculous. Fifteen's my yeah. my top. It's pretty tough. I mean, I could maybe if I put some time in and just use meta classes, maybe I could do it. But I don't know. It's a stretch. I'm not that great. I'm not the man I once was, Connor. <laughs> I find that hard to believe, dude. <laughs> you're you're still pretty sick on the on the controls. <laughs> Uh, you're trash at Halo, though. You've never beat me ever. Uh, you've okay, nev- you've never even is, that is a fallacy, and I you've never damaged me. You've never even lies. seen me. You've never even seen me on your screen. I just come, I just come in the night and I assassinate you every time. Um, Dude, I I own you and your family in Halo. <laughs> my I don't fam- want to hear anything else family? about it. That's right. My, my poor parents. They're you're just beating them over the head with an Xbox controller. I own you. <laughs> um, that's the image I got in my head when you said that, at least. Uh, I was thinking more of your brothers, but yeah, you know what that works. I know, you, I know you were, but the the fact that you said family just made me think of everybody that I know that I call family. Good, actually, you know what? Good, Good. because Good. them too, <laughs> they all will Jeez, bow down man. to my Halo skills. You're savage. Um, I am savage. Well, sir, uh, I think that was a pretty satisfactory dive on the old uh, Call of Duty multiplayer. What do you think? I agree. I mean, obviously, there's a lot more to be talked about if we wanted to, but it's just unless anyone wants to listen to a four-hour podcast episode, I think we we did a good enough job yeah. of touching on everything that we needed to. So yeah, I mean, the Call of Duty series comes to an end finally after a few weeks, but that's okay. We can we can do that. Um, but interested so. We we got off track a little bit earlier. We did. Maybe Tiger it's, King I've been thinking is, about it the whole time. <laughs> maybe Tiger King interactive commentary. Tiger King is next. Maybe maybe, Car- maybe altered carbon. Depending on the first episode Connor watches, um, yeah. we'll see. But we'll definitely be doing one of those two. We'll be back in on some shows with that, and uh, definitely appreciate the hiatus of Connor and I recently uh for my wedding and for some other stuff during the covid 19 stuff yep. but everyone's okay everyone is is happy healthy and and living life to the fullest nerd self the way it needs to be so we'll hopefully be able to continue to deliver some content for you guys yep. um feel free to let us know if you like the video game breakdown or not uh, if we should just stick to shows and movies i don't know but i had fun doing this so I guess your opinion doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm just kidding. It absolutely <laughs> no, does. No, he's right. We don't care at all about our fans, and we never have and never will. Uh, with that being said, guys, <laughs> thank you <laughs> so much for listening to Dweeb Dive. We really appreciate it. We're happy to be back on the saddle again with these episodes coming out. So please, as always, review us anywhere that you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, wherever. We really appreciate it. Um, if you'd like to request any certain type of episode from us, we've gotten requests for Lord of the Rings and other things. 
We would love to hear them. We're always looking for ideas and ways to kind of stretch ourselves as content creators. So please let us know um, and stay safe out there during the quarantine. I know it may not seem like a big big deal to to youngins like us, but there are people out there that are, are banking on us being socially responsible. So keep that in mind. And I speak, of course, as someone who indeed had the COVID. So <laughs> uh, remember when I alluded to personal issues earlier? That was pretty much it. Uh, I, I was being ravaged by COVID, but we're all good, as Austin said. So we'll be back next time for the next dive. Any final words, Austin? Uh, be excited for... Tiger King or be excited for Alter Carbon, whichever Happens. whichever we decide. Yep. That's it. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be. The, oh, it is. Well, it is we awesome. Always... Well, it is the end. Okay, that's the end. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dweeb Dive. If you liked what you heard, please, please, please like and give us a follow so we can continue diving into your favorite topics. There's been a lot of hot takes. There's been a lot of claims, a lot of references to the deep lore. If you have a question, a comment, feedback, you're angry with me for something perhaps inaccurate I said, which is very likely, please do not hesitate to reach out on our accounts and ask us the big questions. We would love to hear from you. Thanks, guys.